Long. Way outside for the three. It's good. He got it. It's good. Season for Texas, they finished 34 and 0. The number one ranked team from beginning to end, winning their first NCAA championship. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Texas 24 podcast on the Dave Campbell's Podcast Network. I'm Matthew Bruni, and joining me once again is Ishmael Johnson. Ish, how are you doing today? What is up, man? You got me up in the morning now. I don't know what the, I don't know what that's about. Now I'm just messing with you. Uh, <laughs> I got the it's it's game day, man. Bandera, Bandera basketball. Oh. Shout out to to Coach Keen over there. Yeah, and uh, and the Brady and the Bandera Bulldogs. I almost said the Brady Bulldogs. Bandera Bulldogs. <laughs> the, the Bandera man. Brady Bulldogs. <laughs> it's game day. <laughs> uh, they. I wish that they, uh, they need a hashtag. I don't know what the hashtag is. Well, it's we are know, one or we are one, but the dogs. Know, but yeah. Yeah, I need so. some. I need some Bandera gear. We've talked about this before. I know. Yeah, it's uh, we are one and hashtag work hard or yeah. hard work. There you yeah, go. we are one is is one I know of just from being there over the summer. But yeah, wait, you you do you need some? Go uh, just keep pestering him about it. All right, I got his number. I'll, I'll let him know. <laughs> but today we have um, we're gonna start narrowing in on games a little bit more. You know, the past couple of podcasts have been a little bit more general, trying to cover as many teams as possible early in the season, but. We're going to cover games that we watched and cover games that are kind of headliner marquee games. Uh, and Texas had the two marquee games, if not not only in Texas, but pretty much in the country over the weekend, uh, both men's and women's. Uh, the men played Gonzaga on the road, which we'll, we'll, we'll get to after we talk about the women's. But the women went to Stanford as I believe Texas was ranked number 25 in the country. At least that's what had them broadcast and Stanford number three. And Texas goes and wins. And I watched the game and I was going crazy because I, here's the thing, Texas wins 61-56. And I just, if you play that game 10 times, I don't know how many times they win the game. Right. But this was one that they won. And damn it, that was a lot of fun to watch them (laughs) win that game. That was like, I mean, you mentioned a reigning defending, reigning national champion Stanford. I mean, uh, uh, at Stanford, young Texas team, start, again starting two freshmen, playing roughly three freshmen, um, with with Kendall Hunter as well, who didn't play that much in this game, but you know she's part of the rotation. Rory Harmon, uh, this turned into the Rory Harmon show all of a sudden. Twenty one points. Uh, I think it was uh, eight of 16, 50% from the floor. And she was just in her, in her mid range bag, like, like everything pull up, everything hesitation. Like she got everything she wanted that she, every, every shot basically seemed like a mid range shot. I feel like that she had, and it was one of those pull-ups either where she got the defender off balance with a little hesitation or a little like, you know, uh, uh, um, like a little pound dribble to kind of yeah, like, yeah, yeah, right, exactly, exactly. Back, yeah, yeah, and like every shot seemed to just, that just created like 
three feet of space. And then every everything she pulled, it was pull up right there, boom, knocked it down. And early on, it became, it was just the Rory Harmon show on, on offense. And everybody was like, all right, cool. We can, we can play defense. You know, Joanne Allen Taylor hit some shots too, but for the most part, it was her. And that let Audrey Warren play defense. That let that whole team just kind of settle down and just, hold a really good Stanford team to, you know, what was it? 25 at the half. Yep. Um, you know who Rory Harmon. Um, so I was talking to my friend and he brought up this comparison. I can't get out of my head. Uh, you know who Rory Harmon looks like, right? Looks like Chris hmm. Paul. Honestly, like the, that, that, that mid range assassin type. I couldn't game. get it out yeah. of my head. Yeah, it was the the little the hesitations, the crossovers, the the way she came off screens, the mid range jumpers, in total control. Just like I I couldn't get out of my head. Just looked like Chris Paul. Every and every time every time she stepped inside the three point line, she was in her lane. Like that was her area. Like it was, I don't know. I was so I knew she'd be good. Right, I knew she was the, clearly the star freshman out of that class. I didn't think she'd be doing this to Stanford. Like, no, like that's not what I expected. That's not normal. That's not, it's not, <laughs> right. not normal. And another reason why it kind of like looks like Chris Paul is just like, there's just complete like swagger and like, be like, no, I, this is, this is, I'm point guard. Right. I'm doing this. Get on my back for a second. And we're going to compete in this game, if nothing else. But like, we, we talked about it. Stanford, for maybe those who don't know, or maybe don't follow women's basketball as much. This team won the national championship and these names might not mean anything to people who don't to follow women's basketball, but Cameron Brink, Haley Jones, Lexi mm-hmm. Hole, Lacey Hole, Anna Wilson is a sixth year senior. Uh, Ashton Prechtel was on that team last year. Like this is the same team that just won a national championship almost except for uh, Will, uh, Kiera, what's her name? Kiera Wilson. Yes. Yeah. Except for her. And she wasn't even, I mean, she was, she was good, but this is the same team and you go on the road and beat them starting three freshmen, Aaliyah Moore, Deanna Gaston, Kiara and Williams, Harmon. Sorry, that was the other one. That's what it was. Kiara Williams. I'm sorry. Um, starting three freshmen, Aaliyah Moore, Deanna Gaston and Rory Harmon. And mm-hmm. then you have Joelle, Joanne Allen Taylor, Taylor and Audrey Warren as well. But you start three freshmen and you beat this team on the road. And again, Stanford, I don't think they played their best game. I don't think that they were like this incredible, like they weren't playing at the low caliber that they were playing at when they won the championship last year. Of course, sure, sure. end up shooting four of 27 from three. And a couple of those were in garbage time. They were like two of 20 early in the game uh, or not early, but for the majority of the game. Mm-hmm. But like the reason Texas, the reason Texas won this game and the reason why they have a chance is not because of their offense. I guess it was Roy Harmon's show until the fourth quarter where we have to give credit to um, Aaliyah, Aaliyah Matharu for oh just God. freaking going crazy in the fourth. How quarter. many points did she score in the fourth quarter? Like uh, I think it was 15 or about 15. It was something like that. It was like most of them basically. I, I believe it was 14. I believe it was four threes and that little runner she had off the top of the backboard that I just couldn't believe. Yes. Was. Oh my God. That runner off the backboard oh. like that is just like, Oh, it's, it's one of those shots that you only hit when you know it's your night. I was like, like we're the, like Stanford, just like you could just see like, oh, what do we do? Like, <laughs> like what are you supposed to do against that? They kept, they kept going under the screens. They and I was like, Tara, Tara, <laughs> Tara, man, you better adjust because these guys are not missing. No, nope. and I was just like, oh man. Uh, uh, so yeah, 
first three quarters, Rory Harmon, fourth quarter, mm-hmm. Alina Tharu just which like just in time because like Stanford was starting to make their starting to make a move and Harmon wasn't as deadly as she had been. But I mean, yeah, Aliyah Moth they needed that spark plug and it just happened to be her and it, she put the game to bed and it was uh and it was weird like Stanford even towards the end, like Stanford had, I think they cut it to like four or something or five or something. Um I forgot somebody hit a three. I think it was Hull that hit a three. Um under like 30 seconds or something. So it was like, oh, like this game never quite got away from them, even though it felt like it should have. Um, but I mean, Texas just held on and just kept kept pounding. And, and I believe, I want to say Aliyah Matharu had all, four, Texas only made four threes in this game. And I think she had all of them. <laughs> like, so this was a game, again, two defensive powerhouses. I think Stanford was like the second best team in terms of opposition uh, field goal percentage last year. And of course, we know Vic Schaefer is that that's his thing as well. And so, I mean, both teams shoot under 38%. Um, this was a slot. This was a physical game and like, and not many teams, not many threes. I mean, both teams made three, made four threes. Uh, Stanford, of course, shot more. They shot 27, but they were chasing the game too, trying to kind of get back into it. Um, but and, yeah, and they're, they're, they're a good three point shooting team typically. Sure, yeah, yeah. Like I, I, like I said, the, the Stanford, I think, shoots better than that most nights because uh, yes. it's not like the looks were awful. I thought they were actually decent looks for the most part. And and for Texas, I mean, like I mentioned, Kendall Hunter didn't play, and she'll she she'll put up more threes than, exactly. than that. So. Um. So the fourth quarter, Stanford is up forty-four to thirty-nine with seven minutes left in the game. Mm-hmm. The next possessions are an Aliyah Matharu three cuts to two, a Matharu free throw, a Matharu three. Uh, the Audrey Warren little step up and under that she um, scored to make it a four-point Texas lead. Matharu three makes it a seven-point game. Matharu layup makes it a six-point game. And Matharu three makes it an eight-point game with a minute and a half left. And that was pretty much the game at that point. So um, you're looking at a 17-4 to four run to close the game pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing, and so I, have, I still have a couple of takeaways here. Mm-hmm. which we have to talk about is the defense Texas played um, in the full court, the press, mm-hmm. the pressure, the ball pressure that continues. I mean, they fouled a lot. Yeah. Like if you look at the foul totals, like Rory Harmon had four fouls, uh, Joanne Allen Taylor, three, Audrey Warren, three, oh, man, Audrey Warren was getting flattened and just like, he's like, um, uh, Haley Jones went and puts her shoulder into her. Yeah. Like, I mean, Audrey Haley Warren Jones is, is one of my favorite players to watch because she's so physical. I was like, like, she's so physical. And yeah. like, she's that player where like, if you're playing like rec league ball, you're like, yo, chill. like Haley, <laughs> like on both ends, Haley Jones is that player. Where you're like, yo, chill. Like, we're not calling fouls, you know, like. Yeah. And Audrey <laughs> Warren is like, like just all over and, and Haley's <laughs> like, nah, boom. Told her. <laughs> right. and, and I already know what it was. Like, it wasn't a serious injury, but she got the wind knocked out of her. And I'm like, yep. that, that that's the worst. Can you like you can't take to the shots to the ribs? Anyways, uh, but yeah, Texas was fouling and it was great. And they were just like, no, we're you're gonna feel us every mm-hmm. single possession, every single time down the court. Like we have all these freshmen here and we're gonna get called for fouls, but damn it, you're gonna know we're here. And that's what it felt like in the full court. They got a couple of steals with that press and Rory Harmon again everywhere, just a gnat. Um and so that was a big thing for me was it forced Stanford into 20 turnovers for the game. And that was the difference because Texas only committed 10. And 
anytime you have a plus 10 in the turnover disparity, it's obviously both teams, but Texas defense is the one thing that I was like, all right, Vic Schaefer has that to hang his hat on. I don't know the defense is going to be good some nights, bad some nights. The defense and that ball pressure um, is going to be the difference for them. That's why they're a top 20 team in the country. Yeah. I think that what, what I think could be huge for this team and was, it was my biggest concern was if Rory Harmon is their go-to player now and Joanne Allen Taylor, they let her be number two um, or Leah Moore, somebody, you know, somebody else be number two. I think that frees up so much for this team because I do wonder if Joanne Allen Taylor has kind of a cap when it comes to like her scoring output. Right. But if she's the number two or three, this team, this team could be really good. And we mentioned that defense, again, there's going to be some nights, right? It might be against a Baylor. It might be against somebody where they're going to foul a lot and it's going to hurt them. And they're going to probably get beat on the boards a lot more. Um, but I like that Vic Schaefer's letting them get this physicality out because you mentioned they're young, right? It's like they have energy. They have kind of this, this, this kind of, uh, irrational confidence, right? Where it's like, you know, we're five stars, we're Texas, we're doing this, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, a lot of the players that were on the Elite Eight team are still feeling that energy. And like, he's playing into that. He's not trying to really reel that in, right? He's letting them go out and make mistakes, even if they do commit a foul or something with this high aggression. And it's an athletic team too. Like Audrey Warren, Rory Harmon, like Rory Harmon in high school was known for her, her, her pass lane steals. Like that was the thing that she could really, uh, that was going to be able to translate for her. And so leaning into that, right. Again, she's going to get caught up at a game where she'll have three fouls in the first half or something. And, yeah. you know, we'll have to sit her, but for right now, let her cook. And then offensively, you know, she feels confident and she feels that swagger in, in the half court, like let her, let her cook. And, I, I don't know, man, this I, based off this and the fact that this is happening this early, like I'm really, I'm really, really excited to see what happens with this team, especially if we have some concerns about, I, I still think Baylor will win the big 12, but especially if we have probably some concerns about that team. Um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm fascinated to see what this what Texas can do in the big 12. I mean, they've put themselves squarely into in it with, I mean, Baylor and Iowa State, right? That, like that's that's the the company, and you put yourself in there, and you're you have a shot. Um, I will say, going back to your point, so Rory Harm is the best player on this team now, probably because I say yes, and okay. I think that I think that she has to be, and I it, it's 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 a good thing because I think she's very good, but mm-hmm. also as a as a true freshman coming in, I. It goes back to what I said about the offense. I don't know on a nightly basis, eight of 16, 21 points. Sure, sure. That's that's asking a lot. Like, yeah. she's going to have to shoot over 10 times a game. I know that. But, you know, how many of those mid-rangers don't fall? You know, how mm-hmm. how many of those um, little floaters don't go in on, on a specific night? And so that's where you might get in a little bit of trouble. I think Aaliyah Moore had, went four of eight for nine points. I thought she was really solid as well. Mm-hmm um she she's crafty she can finish uh joanne allen taylor needs to be better than three of 16 um uh, but i think that goes back to what you're saying and some of those shots were when rory Harmon was out the game with foul trouble mm-hmm. but she has to be able to be a little bit more efficient even if it's four of ten like you, you gotta you gotta help out a little bit more than that because if joanne allen taylor can contribute on a semi-consistent basis as a secondary option then this team i'm looking at it like all right iowa state 
and um, Iowa State and God, uh, Baylor, Baylor. Just let's see it. Now we yeah. can see it. Right now, right. I'm still I'm still hesitant. I, I don't I don't think they're with Baylor at the moment. Yeah, and we'll see. I mean, this was obviously their biggest uh, uh, non non conference test, but they still got Tennessee, they still got Texas A&M, they still got Arizona. So you know they're going to have some some other challenges to see like games where you know if things aren't going exactly right they could still lose. So I'm curious to see what happens in those games. Yep. Um, I, I, it's going to have to be, I mean, Matharu and Harmon are going to have to lead them in scoring pretty much every night, but I think Alan Taylor will have her nights as well. Um, oh yeah. Of course, um, we mentioned, we mentioned Hunter only played three minutes and she'll have some games where she comes in and kind of shoots, you know, this game was probably a little bit too physical for her, um, yeah. for her style. But I assume that as the season goes along, she'll be getting more consistent minutes too. I was just I was just laughing because just watching the game. I was like, man, Stanford really has everybody back. This is a hell of a team. Like on yeah. paper, like there's a reason this is one of the best teams in the country. And I I still just can't believe Texas won that game. Just an incredible freaking game. And so much fun. Like Vic Schaefer knew it meant a lot. And they they embraced it. That's a big, big win for this team. Um, and a win that I thought was I wasn't expecting this early in the year. I thought maybe, you know, Tennessee A&M would be a big one. I thought they um, could beat them. And you already mentioned Arizona, but like this one, the biggest, the toughest game on your schedule, pretty much. Mm -hmm. That's, that's a hell of a win. So, Mm -hmm. all right. Um, Let's get to the men's, the Texas men's, uh, because they had their own nationally televised trip, road trip of their own. This weekend, it was on Saturday, and it was against Gonzaga, the number one team in the country. Drew, Timmy, Chet Holmgren. Um, you, it, it doesn't get any better, right? And Texas basically got beat from the jump. 20-point uh, game at halftime, 47-27. to 27. They end up coming back a little bit, clawing to make it a 12-point loss, 86-74. to 74. Uh, What were some of your main takeaways from this one? Um. That Drew Timmy's probably the best player in the country. <laughs> uh, but no, no, seriously, though, this game was a, to me, a master. If, if, if there's high school coaches out there, coaches out there that are that have post players that have uh, that are trying to teach certain aspects of the game. Watch this game and watch the way Gonzaga Mark Few puts Drew Timmy in the high screen and roll and then puts him in the low post in deep positioning because early on Texas could not defend the high screen and roll to save their life. Drew Timmy score, uh, ends up with 37, uh, 15 of 18 from two it absolutely torches Texas. If it wasn't the high screen and roll and getting the ball in, in uh, from Nemhard and, and these other guys uh, off the, off the, off the pick, it was him establishing deep positioning versus Christian Bishop, Trey Mitchell, and just having just lunch, absolutely lunch in the inside. And to, the one thing I was curious about was, okay, there's a lot of stretches on this team, on this Texas team. There's not a lot of traditional posts and defenders and things like that in, 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 in the front court. And Drew Timmy played like a guy who knew that nobody can guard me on this team. And no one could. They threw Trey Mitchell at him. They threw Christian Bishop. They threw Timmy out. It didn't matter. It did not matter. And so 
man, this, this was a, this was honestly, honestly, this was a clinic. It was a Drew Timmy clinic just to be like, all right, cool. It's time to flex. And of course, Drew, we know Drew Timmy's style. We know he's going to let you know when he's scoring on you. <laughs> and he let Texas know every single time when he, when he put up a bucket, because man, that was, that was, like I said, he's the best player in the country right now. Like no, no joke to me. Yeah. Um, Texas was without Dylan Disu, and I don't, and I know some people were like, that's right, fair. That, that's fair. That might make a difference, but still, to me, I think we went into the season understanding what the the limitations of the front court were as far as defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I charge I, my laptop. Real quick. I don't, I don't leave this game. I don't leave this game with like an overarching concern about Texas. I don't leave this game like, wow, I. There, there, there's no way that they can compete now. There's no way they can make an elite eight. Like I, I don't leave this game really with no. any discernible negative takeaways. Right. Um, but it was interesting to watch them compete and against a team that I think is just better than them as mm-hmm. at, at least right now, like this is a team sure. that Chet Holmgren didn't even do anything this entire game. And I'm like, I know he was, there was Chet Holmgren basically, but he was about to see, he just he stood in the he paint was, and put his hands up. This is, like, I know y'all can't see me. I'm just sitting here putting my hands up. That's what he did. Seven foot one. of, And uh, he had two blocks as a result, two points. But, like, Andrew Nimhard is still – I mean, he only had nine points, but he's still a baller. Uh, Rasir Bolton, he had a really good game. Like, this this Gonzaga team is just too good for what Texas is right now. In, sure. in three months, Texas might be able to go toe-to-toe with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but at this moment, with the way Texas played, especially you mentioned it, Defensively, I thought they were actually kind of poor early on, yes. but it goes to yes. what Gonzaga, I think, just has in their arsenal right now. I think they're just they're more they're farther along, obviously, mm-hmm. and they have the best player in the country. So for Texas, it was their heads were spinning, and early on, you're on the road, just an incredible environment. Uh, it, it wasn't really a fair fight as far mm-hmm. as just from an experience standpoint, playing on the road, and I just didn't think they really had a chance here. I will say. I was a little disappointed. Um, Andrew Jones and Courtney Ramey, right? Mm-hmm. They are good players. Um, I, I think we were both hoping with all the new additions, how they would, or we wanted to see how they would fare. And I, I'm not sure exactly how, how I feel about them, right? Even Marcus yeah. Carr didn't play a good game. Four of 13, uh, 11 points. Nobody played a great game. But you would like to see those two kind of returners and the experienced backcourt kind of be able to settle them down a little bit, get them some good shots, and they weren't like at yeah. all. Yeah, I think <clears throat> I think that's definitely something that they're gonna that's gonna come as the season goes along. There was um, I was trying to think of a moment in this game that I kind of knew it just wasn't gonna be. It was pretty early. It was like thirteen seven, I think. Um, Drew Timmy, I think, had Christian Bishop posted near the, the the free throw line and he backed him down and i think he, uh bishop tried to draw a charge and timmy just kind of knocked him down and then he gave him the little too short the little the little he, his yeah. hands like three feet above the ground a little too short yeah and it's just like yo like <laughs> like like you get the too short taunt in basketball like it might just not be your night um and like you said, I, this doesn't change my mind about texas this is still i like that this game was scheduled early because you got to see what you got, right? You, you, Chris Beard has to take this, go to practice, go to film and say, okay, we do have a problem defending high screen and roll, right? We're not going to run into a Drew Timmy every night, but t- if teams know they can exploit that a little bit, 
that's something we got to work on. We know that we might have a problem. Again, we're not going to face a seven foot Chet Holmgren every night, but if we do know we kind of have a problem going at a shot blocker, right? Maybe that's something we need to work on a little bit more. Um, do we need to get a little bit more physical with our bigs on defense? Maybe, um, especially if Desu isn't, isn't, isn't available or didn't play or whatever, or isn't going to play. Um, you know, maybe that's the thing too. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not worried. This is November 16th. We're recording this. They play this game in February. It might be different. I, what this shows to me, if anything, is that there are probably three at this moment, there are probably two through two or three elite teams in the country right now, right? Gonzaga, Kansas, and I'd probably throw, I'd probably say Michigan, maybe. Um, but that's UCLA, about it. UCLA is up. UCLA, there. UCLA too. Yeah, UCLA is up there. I forgot about them. Um, but I'd say that's it right now. Yeah. There are a lot outside of that. There's probably a lot of very good teams. I think Texas is one of those very good teams. But I think right now, there every other team besides those three or four probably have question a lot of question marks about what's going on. So, um, again, as the season goes along. This could this could just think, be something that they look back on. I was like, man, remember when we lost by however much to Gonzaga, and offensively we weren't hitting. And we know Chris Beard. Is, that's I will say that's another thing that's pretty interesting is, is because it's early. I'm not worried about it, but that's usually something that Chris Beard would have been able to fall on was that defense, right? Was like, let's just make this game as ugly as possible. And I'm wondering if this collection of talent just doesn't suit that style yet. Yeah. Because it it does seem like a team that's not, and I don't mean this in a pejorative, but like this doesn't seem like a physical team that's going to like scrap a game out like like Chris Beard's tech teams could. This is, I mean... I'll say it as a pejorative. This isn't a Texas Tech team that's gonna scrap. This isn't. I mean, this isn't. Sure. No. Yeah. Sure. That's fair. It's. 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 Yeah. This is Marcus Carr, Courtney Ramey, Andrew Jones, Christian Bishop, Timmy Allen. These are like these are dudes. Jace Ferber's off the bench. These. These aren't. These aren't defenders. Like these aren't guys that are gonna go out there. I mean, I think they're gonna be a good defensive team because of Chris Beard. I'm. I'm not saying they're gonna be a bad defense. Defense, but. Um, I mean, it's, it's going to be, there, a- there's not a group of players that are cool with just like, yeah, we're going to shoot 31% and win the game by seven. Still. Exactly. Yeah. There's no, there's none, there's none of that. There's no, this, this is not Texas tech. And that's why he took the right. job. Right. Cause this isn't Texas tech. This is a team that is going to be able to score 75 a night at yeah. least. Yeah. And so um, from a shooting perspective, they shot nine to 24 from three. I think they're going to be mm-hmm. a really fine three-point shooting team Mm -hmm. uh they got to the free throw line 16 times made 13 of them only had 11 turnovers um after the first and the second half i thought they played actually pretty composed Mm -hmm. and got some decent looks i don't know what they shot in the second half 51 percent uh and 6 11 from three so they settled in well and they tried to fight back but gonzaga just kept scoring and kept scoring and kept scoring so the game um, never i think they i think they cut it to like nine at one point um and the game never got like Again, it was like 84, 66. And then like, you know, we saw about the mar- the final margin was 22. But like, there were moments where you were like, is this going to get to like 30 or something? And they kept, like you mentioned, they, it did have that Chris Beard, like, you know, I mentioned they cut they cut it to nine at one point in the second half. And you're just like, okay, like, is this, is this where the run happens? But again, Gonzaga in the kennel, like, it's just not going to, you know, that, that crowd was insane too. Uh, yeah. Student section <laughs> was going wild. And so like Drew Timmy was having a career night and, 
it was it never i will say it never got out of hand to where you're like this is embarrassing that's not that's not the point it didn't get to which it could have um with the way gonzaga was playing but because texas is so deep and and kind of talented they're still again they're still looking for their rotations and things like that but because of that they were able to get these little bursts of points and effort to where like they kept it kept it kept things competitive last thing for me at least Mm -hmm. uh timmy allen they they kind of played through timmy allen a lot yeah like i i I thought he would be again uh, going back to their the when we talked about this team in the preseason, I thought Timmy Allen would be the guy because he has that making of a Chris Beard tweener forward uh, in the making of a Jarrett Culver, Zaire Smith, um, uh, Jalen, uh, J- uh, Jamias Ramsey type. Like he's that undersized four who kind of plays like a three. And I, I really think Chris Beard's going to have the team play through him a lot this year. He is a little bit more back to the basket than those guys you named though, as far mm-hmm. as like catching in the posts and that's, sure. That is an interesting aspect of this team that I wasn't really ready for uh, as far as feeding the post goes. Yeah. Um, so that, that is something to watch is it is Timmy Allen, their kind of go-to guy on offense when things stall out. Cause he will, definitely was against Gonzaga. And um, I anticipated this being more of a guard dr- driven team, but if Marcus Carr and Jones and, uh, and a uh, Ramey can't really mm-hmm. create, then yeah, they're going to go to Timmy Allen a lot. So that's, that's a, just another thing to watch for moving forward. Um, I don't have anything else in this game. Uh, fun game, fun environment. Uh, I Like I said, in three months, I think Texas will be a farther along. And I just think Gonzaga's floor is a lot higher right now at this moment. Oh yeah. No, this, I like, I like these teams playing each other. I'm glad we, I'm glad we got to see it. Right. Let's see how good this Texas team is right now. Um, now, I mean, that's pretty much, they got Seton Hall coming up in December, but that's, the, I mean, that's by far their biggest challenge in non-conference. There's, I see, I could see a scenario where they go nine and one, 10 and 0 for the rest of this non-conference stretch. Um, I mentioned their only challenge being Seton Hall, which could be a loss and Stanford, which is the only other one, but they should probably win that. So by the time they play Virginia, uh, West Virginia on January one, I mean, again, they could be on a nine, uh, nine and one or 10, 10 and 0 um, game win streak. So all right, let's get to some of the other games. Just touch on them real quick. Uh, like I said, we're going to be focused on the, the games we watch and the big games for the most part on this podcast, but definitely talk about some other significant results. Um, starting with on the men's side, uh, got to just start with U- UTSA men's loses to AM Commerce-ish. Uh, I'm looking at the box score. It, yeah. it's, we knew they weren't going to be good, but I mean, losing to AM Commerce type bad, at home, at home. I mean, to be fair, I mean, they're, they're home court. Don't don't be dissing the. Okay, we we've dissed the convocation center. They had a great crowd last night. I don't. I'm not dissing the crowd. I'm dissing the convocation center. The I've been there. I live I there. I think that I think they I know. I think didn't they haven't they cleared like money for like a new stadium yes. or a new arena finally? I, so it's all that Jeff trailer money they got out there. <laughs> that's very that's very true. <laughs> um, but the crowd the crowd for for the convocation center the crowd was really good. I think that I'm was so sorry they really, had to watch that. I'm I was so, I was about to say I think there were some freshmen and sophomores that got a little bit too much dip on their chip from football season. It was like oh let's go to the basketball game. Let's go see. Oh man, we're probably good at that too, right? <laughs> And then they go and Alfonso Willis hits like a near half court buzzer beater to win the game for 
NM Commerce. Before we before we get on UTSA, I want to give Commerce some credit. They're going to D2, right? They're going to be D1. Um, they're going to be D1 soon. They're going to make that transition to the Southland, I believe. Um, you know, they come in, Alfonso Willis, 18 points, five and nine, hits the big shot in, t- in a tough environment. By the way, after UTSA hit a three of their own to tie, uh, to, to, um, I don't know if it was to go to tie it, sorry, to tie right. it. And so it was like, okay, then they kind of had to scramble a little bit. Alfonso Willis hits that awesome shot. That's a cool moment for them. Like, I'm not going to take that away from them. Uh, uh, Clashing Gaffney, five of five, 11 points, like four blocks, uh, six rebound, like, Credit to them before we get on to UTSA. You know, it's not easy being a D2 school. We, you know, we, we've given credit to Tarleton being a D2 transition coming up to D1 and competing, looking pretty good. Commerce is still very much a D2 school right now and uh, making that long drive from Commerce down to San Antonio and, and being up for this game. I mean, I can guarantee you they're probably watching film and, and uh, uh, looking at this uh, in practice going like, we could, we could play with these guys. Like, like they're they probably like could, we could uh, oh. we could we can we can we can we can go. Like, like all right, guys, let's let's go win this game. Let's go win this game. So uh, yeah, UTSA shoots three of seventeen from three, and you just said that they made one to to tie the game. So they were two of sixteen before that. Yeah. Uh, nine of nineteen from the free throw line. Um, 17 turnovers, um, 40% from the field. Yeah. I mean, you look at the box score, Jacob Germany ends up with five points and six rebounds in 25 minutes. Um, he might not be the best player on the team. Like we thought he was going to be, um, Jordan Ivy Curry, 13 points, Cedric Alley, 13 points, do Jang, 16 points, nine rebounds. Um, Darius McNeil, SMU transfer thought we thought he was going to score some points. He scored six points in 21 minutes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think that yeah. one of the things I'll keep an eye on for this UTSA team is they did, they put up a lot. They put up almost 20 more shots than commerce. So they were getting a lot of opportunity. They just weren't making any, <laughs> like they put up 62 to commerce is 47. How many offensive rebounds did they get? They had uh commerce had six UTSA. They all, they doubled them. They over doubled them up. It was 14 yeah. to six. That's what I'm, yeah. So, that's what, I mean, that's what UTSA, UTSA is the bigger team here, right? Jacob, Jeremy, sure. like they got some, some decent, but, they, but, but then again, only 11 to eight on second chance points, you know? And so I think that's, t- let me put it this way team. I've seen good teams lose to D2 teams early in the season. Right. I just don't know where I look at this uh, outside of that, outside of them being able to put up more shots and getting more offensive rebounds. I don't know where UTSA can look at and say, ah, don't worry this. We, we can hold on to this right for the rest of the year. We can hold on to this little kernel. Like we, we destroyed them in the paint, right. Or something like that. They didn't destroy them in the paint. It was like 34 to 28 or whatever. But like, you know, typically in these kind of games where something goes wrong for a D one team, you could say like, look, we, we had, 10 open looks from three and we missed eight. Right. But it wasn't that kind of game for UTSA. So that's my worry going forward is that I can't look at this and say, yeah, but they missed like seven layups. You know, it wasn't that right. So that's kind of my worry. And the, another thing you mentioned it, Jacob Germany, buddy, buddy, 
come on now. <laughs> you're, you're, you are the guy on this team, right? You I are mean, supposed to be the guy. I don't, think, I don't think he, I don't think he is. He had six points against Oklahoma in 21 yeah. minutes. They're, I mean, they, they just, they're, they can't, they can't play yeah. with him. Um, I'm looking at the rest of our kind of conference schedule. You two say is not, we're, pro, we're, we're not going to be talking about UTSA very much. Uh, the rest of our non-conference schedule here is Denver, IUPUI, AM Corpus Christi, Lamar, St. Mary's, Grand Canyon. Sam Houston's probably going to beat them. Uh, RGV, Illinois State, Our Lady Lake. So that's the rest of the non-conference schedule. Um, so unless they lose one of these, which they'll probably lose a couple of them. Um, yeah, that's that's the last. Uh, we'll be talking about text, uh, UTSA for, for a bit. Um, let me just say, when I'm in San Antonio for Thanksgiving, I will not be making a trip to watch a game. What? You're not going to go see? Uh, I don't know. I was trying to find a game. Yeah, I, I was trying to find I, a random going, game. I will not be going to the convocation center. <laughs> I will not. No. Uh, Anyways, that's enough. Uh, UTSA. Shout out to AM Commerce again for the win. Uh, Texas Southern lost to Washington by seven. Um, also, another result, Prairie View on a Prairie View on a back-to-back. On the, I think I don't know if they played three straight games or two straight games, mm-hmm. but Prairie View on a back-to-back played Oklahoma State, went down twenty and a half, fights back and only loses by twelve, I believe it was. Um, hey, these these teams are fighting, man. They they uh, like we said before, the schedules are the schedules. You know, right. you know it's gonna be. Uh, but for Texas Southern, go on the road to Washington. I've been to Washington before. I can only imagine what it's like right now. I'm sure it's cold, not fun. <laughs> To lead at halftime, 37-33, fight with them all the way, and then Washington had to pull it away at the very end. I mean, just – I'm never not going to be impressed with with that type of performance, like no matter who it is. Like to play – to have this West Coast road trip to start your season. Like, all right, guys, season started. We're going to go play Oregon, St. Mary's, and Washington to start the season. Right. And you don't lose to any of them by 20 points, mm-hmm. two of them by double digits – or two of them by single digits, rather. Yeah. I'm never not going to be impressed with that. So hats off to Texas Southern because that's 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 awesome. Good for I them. think I think we're it's going to be weird because there's going to be people that look, you know, when the SWAC starts, these could be teams that are like 0 and 9 and 0 and 10, right? Going into yeah. the SWAC conference schedule, but like we're going to be looking at that like I still think these are two the the two best teams in the conference. I still think these are going to be teams that when they get into conference, they're going we're going to be looking at them having like eight, nine game win streaks by the time, you know, I don't know when they play each other exactly. I think it's, let me see, January 29th is the first game they play each other. But like heading into that game, they're going to be both riding like eight game win streaks probably um, after going into the, uh, going into SWAC play like 0-9, 0-10 or something. So I don't know. I'm going to be looking forward to that game so much. Tell me, here's preview schedule and tell me what like a, any conference, any of the conference USA schools, like any, like, you know, mid-major, but you yeah. can name probably 90% of the mid-majors in the country and right. tell me what they do in this stretch. November 9th, St. Mary's, November 11th, San Francisco. These are all on the road. Yep. November 13th, Michigan, November 14th, Oklahoma state, November 15th, Texas tech three straight games. They play yeah. five times in seven days. That's nuts. That's like nuts. who's who's winning games from that and then trip. they finally get a quote-unquote break for two days for grand canyon like the yeah. grand canyon uh tomorrow, tomorrow which is november 17th so like that's a that's a break they get two days off <laughs> or one day off what like, is like i don't they're, they're, you can't there's no slandering possible here for these teams at all right 100%. Like, understand what they're trying to do and <clears throat> understand that they are fighting with oklahoma state 
to a degree they're fighting with San Francisco, St. Mary's. Like, yeah, Texas Tech beat them. They're on the third game of three days, of three games in three days. Like yeah. NBA teams don't even play this. So right. um that that result means nothing to me. These most sure. of these results don't really mean too much to me. The Oklahoma State I mean, they're, they're, cool. You mean they're money, they're money games, you know, it's yeah. just how how it has to be. Um, unfortunately for a lot of these HBCUs that need that need that need the money to play. Um, and that's why they're all on the road too. So I mean, again, they don't head home till God, January 1st for Prairie View and Texas Southern. I don't have it up right now. Let me see. I'm actually uh, leaving the stretch like feeling better about Southern and Prairie View. Oh, 100%. Like, <clears throat> January 8th. So, yeah, Prairie View doesn't play home until January 1st, and Texas Southern doesn't play home until January 8th. Yeah. So, yeah. That's so, just nuts. <laughs> yeah. So, um, again, good result from uh, Texas Southern. Uh, mm-hmm. the I think they're, yeah. I'm, I'm, like I said, looking forward to that game on, uh, when did I say it was January 29th? That's going to be the first time they play. So I'm, uh, they, these two teams are going to run the swag. I have no, no doubts about that. Yeah. All right. Um, on the women's side, I don't have any overarching takeaways really from these, but I want to get the results out. AM Corpus Christi beats UTRGV 66, 57, uh, UTA beat Sam Houston state, uh, 72 to 54. It was a little closer in the final score. UTA pulled away at the very end. Um, Abilene Christian beat UTSA 72 to 53. Um, anything stick out from that group? Any, any notable, um, I do. I do think UTSA is going to be, we mentioned this about Karen Aston. I think they're going to be a little bit scrappier than we, than, than maybe we give them credit for. Um, again, they're, they're still, UTA, uh, ACU is a better program than them right now, but I do think that they, uh, we were asking kind of what, what the strategy was when they brought in those transfer, you know, it's not very young team, um, but we didn't think it was a very high ceiling team either. I think that's kind of what they had in mind is like, just kind of hang around and kind of build a foundation. Um, and so I think that's kind of what I'm seeing. Cause again, ACU Last year was a stumble for ACU in terms of what they were. They're usually one of the better mid-majors in the state. So I think that they're trying to hang around. I mean, we saw the SFA game as well. Um, They got Texas State coming up um, uh, Thursday. So I'm kind of interested to see what happens in that game because if Texas State comes out and blows them out, again, I think we think Texas State's going to be pretty good too. But I wouldn't be stunned if it's a little bit closer than UTSA's past couple of games. So, yeah. Yeah. and looking ahead real quick, uh, mm-hmm. on Tuesday, we were recording this on Tuesday. So today, uh, Abilene Christian and UTA men, men's play. Um, I expect Abilene Christian to win that game by, eh, I don't know, eight or so. Yep. Um, and then on Thursday, we have a loaded slate, Houston versus UTSA. I'm sorry, Houston versus UT Arlington women. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to be, honestly, a pretty good game. Uh, then you have the Stephen F. Austin versus A&M, Texas A&M. Ooh, I will be there. I will be at that game. Yeah. The game of the day ish will be there. Uh, and then UT Arlington versus North Texas men's. Um, I think that'll be a decent game. I do think North Texas probably wins that game decent, pretty comfortably, but um, still get to see some Texas teams in action. That Thursday slate is looking really good. And yeah, that's all we have for y'all today. Um, anything else ish? No. Um, high school basketball starts. Yeah. Right? High school basketball started already. We're we're doing our uh, first ever Mr. and Miss Texas Basketball Player of the Week Award. Um, so you can vote on that, <clears throat> excuse me, at texasbasketball.com. We got a lot of great nominees, 10 boys, 10 girls up for the award. Um, I tried to be as wide ranging as possible. 
um, in terms of like reaching across the state. And you can always email me at ishmael.johnson um, at sportsinaction.com if you want, if you have a nominee, because obviously I don't know every single stat ever in the state. So I rely on coaches or parents or things like that to submit some stuff because Again, there's some coaches. There's some coaches that don't pay attention to max preps and don't give their media, local media, stats. So, like, I don't know a score if they don't send it to them. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, if you have a if you have a stat that uh, you know if you have, if you know of a a quadruple double somewhere in like East Texas three A or something that I, you know I don't know about, but um, you know, let me know and I'll we'll make sure they get on the list because obviously I I will be when it comes to nominees, I'll lend more towards triple doubles and things like that. Cause that's impressive in the high school game. Um, and we've, we do have some triple doubles in this nominee list. So um, some pretty impressive triple doubles, 30 point triple doubles. Um, so yeah, I know. Right. So, um, so yeah, uh, go vote and be sure to uh, let me know of any other performances like that throughout the year. So we'll be doing this. Geez. I believe through boys. Cause we started, when the boys kit tipped off so both because girls started earlier yeah. um so we started last week when the boys tipped off so both team both uh programs are playing i think we're going until girls area i believe i'll have to double check that but i believe we'll be doing this player of the week until then so Okay. And no Russell Westbrook uh, quadruple doubles, right? No, yeah. No stealing rebounds over here. No, no getting no fouls or whatever. What turnovers. Oh, I meant the turnovers. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. We're, do, we're doing a real triple doubles. Don't don't let me know if somebody has 11 turnovers. That is, I don't know why you're keeping track of your own team's turnovers. Too. Right. <laughs> this is high school. You don't need to be keeping track of that. Oh if, they have a to- if they have 10 assists, they don't need to know if they got nine turnovers. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Who cares about the ratio at this point? Right. Um. But that's all we got for y'all today. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Um, like I said, a lot of good basketball this coming week. So we'll be back probably on Friday or Saturday um, to talk uh, the latest slate. But ch- uh, leave us a rating and review on Apple. Uh, subscribe wherever you're listening to us, Spotify, Apple, all that good stuff. But thank you all for joining us. Follow us on Twitter at DCT Basketball. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Ishmael R. Johnson. Follow me on Twitter at Matthew Bruni underscore. And check out our content at uh, TexasBasketball.com. So Thank you all for joining us and we'll talk to you all later.